on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Google has got a cured meat cerebellum update to help fight spam. Twitter is squaring up business profile avatars and announced more updates this week. Still trying to decode that one, Greg, but Google's updated quality radar guidelines are quite the experience. Spam brain. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Welcome. Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. Every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. Hey. You know what time. It is. What time is it? It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhelm. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, December 23rd, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. We have a breaking piece of news here. Um, Just Bud's husband, Chris Bud, he's kind of like a celebrity on Facebook. He's always like cracking jokes, updating people on like community issues. He's like an old man in his yard on Facebook, but okay, go ahead. He's like Grandpa Simpson. Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) He had a story today that was marketing a clock adjacent, so I just thought I'd bring it to everyone's attention. Apparently, he was looking for toy stores in Google in Niagara Falls, New York, and in the results, it's Bye Bye Baby, Creature Comfort Toys, Inc., Smarty Pants Educational, and Charity Winter's foreplay buzz. So he, he forgot to put it in Discord, but not great, Google. What, what's the last one? It's a an adult type toy. Of toy store. Yeah, golf store foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how that. They have lots of related. rabbits there. Anything else to share, Jess? Um, yeah, so while he was doing that, um, I was trying to get my child out the door this morning. We were in a little bit of a rush. And so he brought, you know, those like Belveda biscuits that you can eat? Um, no, I actually don't. Why oh, they're these? delicious. They're like those little like cracker thingies. They're like, like a, a cheese it? No, not Velveeta. Belveda. Oh, oh. Okay. Like the granola bars. I thought bars, you said Velveeta. The... I'm like, wait, what? It's like oozy on the. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, they're like little, they have different flavors. This in particular was the chocolate variety, and he was carrying them out in his bowl. And as toddlers do, he didn't carry it very straight, and a whole bunch of them dumped on the driveway. I was like, that's okay. Like, there's still some in your bowl. Just leave those there for the birds. And he started sobbing. And I thought, oh my God, this kid, I'm going to have to go back in and get him more. He's so sad. He really wants these. No. His response was, but birds don't like chocolate. It's <laughs> like, okay, we're fine. Go to school. I just, everyone always talks about how toddlers like are worried about the silliest things. Exhibit A. Do birds not like chocolate? I have I mean, no idea. Him. He's kind of right. But, but, I mean, I'm not going to let him eat off the driveway. I don't know. I just I thought it was nice that he cared about them and that he wasn't sad about his own food because then it got us out of there faster. An animal lover like his mom. Indeed. Well, I care about our audience, and one of our listeners DM'd me and said that last week's episode sounded like an Amazon truck backing up, and I'd like to take my part to apologize for everybody here and the words that were said and bleeps. Oh, there were mm. so many bleeps that it sounded yeah, it sound like, like an Amazon, Amazon truck. truck backing up. Wow. So I'm going to apologize on Chef's behalf, on Je- Jess's behalf, 
and also on my and on Table's behalf. Yeah, Table's was swearing up a storm last yeah. week. So I apologize for everybody here for the Amazon track. Thanks, Craig. I have only been bleeped on the show when I'm reading something from a source. I apologize already for you. <laughs> I uh, rescind the apology. <laughs> <laughs> and I disavow everything I said. I'm apologizing for myself and disavowing myself. And I will apologize for y'all. Thanks. Um, and then one funny thing that happened to me, there's this game my kids play on the iPad. It's called Retro Bowl. Sort of like uh, Tecmo Oh, my Bowl. husband plays that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so Eddie plays the game. My kids play the game. I was playing as the Detroit Lions. And you get all new people when you play. And you can see the first initial and their last name. And this person's last name was T-A-R-T, Tart, which is a phenomenal last name. But the guy couldn't catch. Kept bouncing off him. And I kept thinking, like, R Tart, you got to catch the ball. And my son is like, That's, his name is probably Ringle Tart. <laughs> and my son is good at coming up with terrible names. This is the best. It's my new alias when I go order something. I'm going to use the name Ringle Tart. If they say, what's your name? <laughs> My name is Ringle Tart. It sounds like an item on the menu, really. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I can get like a secret menu or something like that. Or a Pringle. I just thought that name, like Roy, like Raymond, Ray, Ron, <laughs> any of these. His name was actually Raheem in the game. But my son guessed Ringle. Ringle Tart. Please don't say it again. You know say how big again. of a fan I am with a, a word that starts with a T and ends with a T like treat. Tart. Ringle tart. Okay, Jess, do you have news for us? Yeah, and I wish that I got the news earlier when y'all were sending out the memo about being extra festive because I didn't dress festive today and I had to grab my outdoor scarf that to try scarf and match. That scarf isn't festive either. Wait, it's wait, wait. It's the closest wait. thing I have wait, to wait, festive. Wait, wait, wait. You have indoor scarves? <laughs> I just mean like it's really thick. and mm, You said out my, I had to grab my outdoor scarf. <laughs> Meaning like I wasn't wearing it as a fashion scarf today. I was using it to keep warm. And I was trying to be festive with y'all. But I am hot. So I'm taking it off. Thank you for Just this. to, you know, avoid any continuity errors. All the podcast listeners appreciate okay. that. Yes, everybody listening has no idea. But y'all watching, you're welcome. Okay. Getting into the news. First up this week. Eek. Google has made significant changes to its quality rater guidelines, or QRG for short, for search. And a big one here is that they are adding another E to everybody's favorite acronym, EAT. How are they going to do that? Are people still going to call it EAT? I eat? think they're going to call it EAT, right? I, or EAT. <laughs> I have no idea, but expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness is now experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So get excited, people. Emphasis there on the trust. Um, that is the mechanism by which raters determine if a page is accurate, honest, safe, and reliable. And they really do emphasize this in the updated guideline, guidelines. They said, trust, they being Google, trust is the most important member of the EEAT family because untrustworthy pages have low EEAT, or probably low EEA is what they meant, no matter how experienced, expert, or authoritative they may seem. So really... Trust. Here. Trust is really the most important thing in any family, don't you think? I agree. And the family that eats together seats together. I think it might eat So, just to give you a little more context around experience, they have a, a full table that outlines all of these. I'll just paraphrase. Um, the extent to which a content creator has the necessary firsthand or life experience in the topic. So they're really looking for somebody who has experienced the thing that they're talking about, which makes a lot of sense. 
Um, same reason everyone listens to this show, right? There's IRL experience behind the rants. We share tips from our own accounts. Like we are subject matter experts, but we have the experience as well. They're two different things really. Google's highlighting that here. They also added another table to their guidelines that'll help raters deal with experience versus expertise when it comes to everyone's other favorite acronym, the YMYL or your money, your life. So just a real world example here, they said that if the topic is like sleep challenges for someone that's pregnant, valuable sharing of life experience is safe and non-medical tips and tricks from folks that are pregnant sharing what works for them. But then information that's left to the experts would be like sleep medications that are safe during pregnancy. So again, just looking at these things a little bit differently and breaking them out. Some other significant updates here, they have um, changed or I guess added to what harmful means for YMYL content. They've made some language changes now when they're referring to the reputation of a website. It's not just the website, but also content creators because they're not always one in the same. Um, they have a new three-step process for assessing page quality, and they have um, updated the language around the quality of a page's main content. So now it includes originality as well, and there's a larger emphasis on the effort put into something. So there's a lot here, and if you are an SEO, you probably want to read the thing in full detail. Lily Ray has a great article in Search Engine Land, so you can check that link for it. But ex ex bleh, experience here is the key, and trust. I love it. Absolutely love it. Like I, there is a huge difference between experience and expertise. And I feel like you'll see that, especially if you're looking at something at like Google Ads. Anybody with experience is a jaded, miserable lump of coal. And people <laughs> that have just expertise, it's like, oh, here's how you can do this. And that's like, wait to wait till Google wastes all your, your client's budget on nonsense. Yeah. There's it's a huge difference. And you can, if you know what you're doing, you can easily, easily spot experience versus expertise and i love this change you can e easily spot it what else is happening greg okay well google is now rolling out a new search algorithm which is the second concurrent search algorithm update that's running this new update is the december 2022 link spam update which is being rolled out while the helpful content update is still continuing to roll out. And that started on December 5th. The link spam update started on December 14th. So we've got concurrent updates. And at one point I thought they said there was no more updates before the holidays, but I don't care if you're arguing about this or worrying about this, you're in the wrong because there's no shipping issues now. There's nothing like that. It's the 14th, like you're fine. You should have got everything done ahead uh, of time. Some people haven't. <laughs> Well, like, are you going to buy anything now here on the 23rd of December and think you're going to get it in time for your holiday? Groceries. <laughs> no, but I could say sorry a couple days later. We'll just blame this uh, December 2022 link spam update. Great I went, name, by the way. I went to Home Goods to try to get some Santa towels, and everything was Valentine's Day already. Love that. Wow. Get it? Okay. <laughs> so Google said... Our launch today, which we refer to as the December 2022 link spam update, will take about two weeks to fully roll out. Ranking may change as spammy links are neutralized and any credit passed by these unnatural links are lost. This launch will affect all language. I can't say the word neutral anymore. I've screamed neutral at the top of my lungs, probably more than anybody else on the planet. I used to work at a car wash and you get people onto the conveyor. Nobody knew what they're doing and you're just like, neutral 
neutron. People look at you like bewildered. You're just like neutron. And then you just go and drive and smash in the car. How do no you, one knows like, how to put their neutral. car in neutral. Car in neutral. Can I ask you something about that? Sure. Because I went through the car, the same car wash that you used to work for yesterday. And I Which realized. Is a giant garbage dump of a car wash. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's the one my son prefers. The major chain? The major chain major here chain. in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. The owner, very rich fella, drove a Volvo. You get paid minimum wage. You would dry cars off. He'd come through and he wouldn't give you a tip. <gasps> oh, no. I just skipped the drying links. I never so don't go there. Cash. But question. So these people that are manually spraying your car before you go in yep. and the person yelling neutral. Like yeah. I avoid eye contact with these people. It makes me super uncomfortable. No, what as the person do you expect? You, you want an you acknowledgement. You okay. want to like, yep, I know what neutral is. We're in neutral. I don't have to yell at you anymore. So if okay. I'm like neutral and you give me a should like I that? just like thumbs up? Sure. But thumbs does up. that arm movement mean neutral? Should I know that? It's like put your car in but neutral. But don't you have a sign? You like flip it. It's pull yeah, forward, why do you have pull a forward, sign? pull like, forward. Neutral? Applause. Neutral. <laughs> I, 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 this was back and I don't work at a car wash anymore. <laughs> all right. I used to, you used to have to spray down while you're getting cars in neutral. Yeah. And nobody knew how to spray. There's two different so people. I was now. the only person that would spray the right way. I'd spray a car down, try to get you in neutral, try to get you like, you got to move something. Right, your car's got you. Got to move something to get into neutral. It's terrifying you getting do, on that what conveyor belt. Do this? Yeah, neutral, whatever, neutral, whatever, neutral. I don't know. So I'm going to make eye contact and acknowledge these folks from now on. So spammy links are neutralized now, <laughs> and apparently it's run on spam brain for links. So Google's calling it spam brain. This was referenced back in 2018 in their spam report, and it's going to again neutralize unnatural links on search results. It appears that it's on both. Links coming in and links coming out. Anything that's a spammy link will be neutralized. And of course, Barry over on Search Engine land this time. Wait, what's that music? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. All right. And this week we've got some amazing charts. First up in third place, SEO Clarity. I just love this one because at the very end of this, I just see a fish hook. You know what I mean? And I always thought it was funny when in the UFC they banned fish hooks back in the day. Like at first you could do whatever you want. And then like by UFC like five, they banned fish hooks. People I just thought were it was doing funny that. Yeah, yeah. They banned fish hooks. Anyway, there's a fish hook on SEO Clarity. It came in third. Next up is Rank Ranger. This is a terrible chart. If you look at this chart here, the average position moved from 3.53% to 3.3%. But this is, might as well have been a 25% change the way they laid this thing out. This is 0.2% change. I feel like we didn't need a chart for this. Just put <laughs> two know, numbers next to each other. You look at it, and then one has like 13 stories more than the other building. And it's like, there's no reason for this. So that's second place for Rank Ranger. But the winner. SEMrush, a.k.a. SEMrush, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it. This is just nothing but green pastures. And then there's just two little teeny peaks of high activity. I don't know why those little teeny peaks, somebody's popping their little head up and being, I don't like it up here, and then going back down. I really, really enjoyed the SEMrush chart here, and it's the winner this week. And that was Barry's Charts with Greg, a visual show for an audio program. An audio it? program for visual charts. <laughs> an audio program for visual charts. Nailed it. <laughs> Next up in the news, spotted by Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter. Who? Ever heard of him? He hasn't heard of us. Voldemort. <laughs> oh my God, that is hardcore. 
digital information world. Am I right? <laughs> you can just call people Voldemort. I can do what I want. He's not listening. He isn't hurting anybody. He's just not acknowledging us. Okay. He spotted that Twitter has switched business profiles to Square avatars. I like this. Why don't they just do it for everyone? Nobody's uploading a circular image that's like formatted to be shown in the circle. It's just the stupidest thing. There's no point. Yeah. Okay. Also spotted are these new affiliate badges for businesses. So brands will be able to verify other associated accounts as affiliated with their main Twitter account. And affiliate accounts show a little miniature version of the main account's avatar next to the verified check mark. So if you're looking at Twitter support, it has the verified check mark and then it has the little avatar from the main Twitter page. And then you can click that logo, but it's not very clear that you can click that logo and go back to the main Twitter page. That's why they made it square because you could have just made it a circle and it would look like a verification badge if you changed your logo to a check mark in a certain color. Conspiracy theory. You're probably right. But how Why do, are you mad at me? <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. I'm never mad at you, Shep. I'm just, A, they didn't tell anybody about this change, right? And a lot of people make that circular icon for circles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, hey, brands, now you're squares. Like, whatever, that's weird. But the other thing is like, how do you get, so now you're a Twitter blue check mark. Yeah, so it's all part of Twitter blue. You have to subscribe to Twitter blue. So we subscribe. We'll, we'll do this. We subscribe to Twitter blue so on Mark and So that means that I'll be verified. Well, so you'll be an affiliate. It's like automatic verification for all the affiliates. But I feel like you have to have a gold account to get affiliates. I didn't say anything okay. about well, that. Well, we'll try it. We'll report back. We'll try to buy Twitter blue and, I and see if we can... Do Does that. Twitter Blue, is it going to be more expensive for companies? For I think it's still businesses? $8. It's weird. That's this whole thing is $8. Um, so, quote from Twitter, it says, businesses can affiliate their leadership brands, support handles, employees, or teams. Journalists, sports teams, team players, or movie characters can all be affiliated. Movie characters? Okay, so this is my favorite example. I clicked in my head. I was like, you know who needs this? Sesame Street. They got Twitter accounts. Oh. For all the big players. Do you follow them? This will I make you like Twitter. Twitter. So they have accounts for Cookie Monster, Elmo. Why? It's fun. No. Big Bird. Then they have the Sesame Street main account. Burt, Grover, Ernie, Abby Cadabby, the Yip Yips. But they haven't tweeted since August 21st, 2017. And the tweet was Yip, 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 Yip. Hashtag Solar Eclipse 2017. Yip, 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 Yip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The in there. Rubber Ducky has an account, but he never tweets. And the Counts account is just like he tweets like every half hour or so, and he's just counting. Oh, that's cool. And he's up to 3,801. That's awesome. That's cool. Okay, and the other one that's really, really fun is Oscar. Like, he's just mad all the time. So, it's my boy. Like, my favorite from today said my favorite breakfast food is scrambled eggs. Emphasis on the scram. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and he got involved in the Twitter drama. He said Twitter was trash anyway. Can I have Twitter if you decide to throw it away? All right. Ooh. I disavow everything I said. I'm all here for this. Yeah. Thank you, Sesame Street. So now if you're on Oscar's profile, you could just click the Sesame Street icon. It would take you back to the Sesame Street main account. But what I think this is missing 
is from Twitter supports, obviously a better example, but from the main Twitter page, I think it would be more helpful to find a way to find all those affiliate accounts. Like you find the main Twitter account. Now I need Twitter support. Like the reverse affiliate, like see everyone I'm affiliated with, like see my Mm -hmm. network for lack of a better word. And there's nothing about that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's cool for journalists. I like the idea. I think it needs some shaping. Square? Yeah. I don't know if we should have to pay for it. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Sean Frank, the CEO of Ridge. The Ridge Wallet, no free ads. Sean says, every Google employee's goal is to get you to spend more on branded search, period. That's the whole business model, period. That is so sad. He's not. It's the whole goal of PMAX. A hundred percent. A hundred. I know Mike Ryan says it's 34%. But no, that's the goal is to get you bidding on your brand name and more importantly, to get you bidding on your competitor's brand name because you didn't put it in and then they're going to have to protect their brand name and then they're going to start bidding on their brand name. It's ridiculous. And if you think about it even more and you're on Chrome and you try to type something in, let's say you're looking for, I don't know, Nike, right? You type Nike into your Chrome browser. Guess what it doesn't take you to? It doesn't take you to Nike. It takes you to the search results. In the search results, there'll be lots of other things than Nike, so Nike's got to buy their own brand. 100%. Tell me I'm wrong on this. I can't. No. I miss the days, like 2007, where it was impossible to bid on brand names. I miss those days. Like, you would be shunned. You had to do it on, on Microsoft at the time. And now, I'm with Sean. The whole business model is just adding garbage that you should be owning anyway. And it's not garbage, but they're just, they're making you spend more on things you shouldn't. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people, John Loomer has a new post on how to control which websites, pages, apps, and videos your Facebook ads appear on. And this goes way beyond your campaign settings. It starts with that, but then it gets into different things you can do at the account level in to set yourself up in a brand safe way. Um, so it tells you how to set up block lists, topic exclusions, and content type exclusions. Also, how to set up inventory filters for the audience network specifically. And they have specific examples of what all the meta jargon means. So if you mm-hmm. can't decide if you want to opt out of tragedy and conflict, I wouldn't go to Home Goods this week. Um, it gives you examples of what that means. So this is a really handy thing to bookmark. Thank you, John. And we will have it in Discord and the show notes. I wish you could just opt out of that in real life. <laughs> I'm opt out of tragedy and conflict. We really don't nice. need that. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, this is a tweet from me. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. I know her. You do? She doesn't know you. 
you noticed? Oh, I noticed. <laughs> I can't be mean. Google ads, I have Target CPA bidding on, and I got a new warning that says limited by Target. So I think this is the new version of Bid Strategy Limited, and then it wanted me to raise my Target CPA. There's all kinds of new warnings everywhere to get you to empty your pockets. It's nice. I would rant, but clock scares have been recorded. And they change the colors of them. They're like yellow now. I don't know what that means. Caution, typically. Okay, Discord screenshot. I'm pulling a Jess bud. Borrow my glasses. They don't work. Oh, this and is the a scarf. I have to read this right because it was very a very nice tip from Christina in Discord. She said, when I make a new conversion campaign in Facebook, I am no longer seeing the option to turn off Advantage Plus detailed targeting. The checkbox is gone, and there's just this message saying it's enabled. I still see the checkbox for traffic and awareness campaigns. Is anyone else seeing this? I am hoping it's a bug, but I'm scared that this is the direction things are going. I am also scared that that's the direction things are going. Sounds like something that they would do, and I'm not happy about it. Advantage minus. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> okay, this is something that brought me so much joy. Dennis Moons, at Dennis Moons on Twitter, tweeted, OpenAI chat GPT just passed its Google ad certification with 84%. <laughs> Mazel tov. So if Google Ads doesn't automate your job away, chat GPT might. And there's a screenshot. <laughs> Assessment passed 84%. That That's second higher sentence than I get. Is just the icing on the cake. <laughs> so if I Google guess, Ads doesn't automate your job away with all its garbage targeting. Yeah. Oh, Chat GPT might. Um, I guess he like fed it the questions and then gave all the multiple choice options and Chat GPT responded. I'm not trendy, so I don't know how it works at all. I just read a rap about it written by PPC Greg. Also, next week there may be Chat GPF coming your way in the clockskers. What does that Gregory mean? Finn? Finn. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> okay. Then Dennis followed up and said, chat GPT doesn't have access to the internet and is only up to date till 2021. That is a lucky coincidence since Google hasn't updated its shopping certification <laughs> for performance max. 12 out of 50 questions were still about smart shopping. They don't update those exams. No. Ever. What does this mean for the future of the Google Ad certification? Not much. The program never has been <laughs> the best test of someone's Google Ad skills. Neither does it prepare for the actual challenges that advertisers face. So it might not take away your job just yet. Thank it's you, funny because it doesn't like take into effect either of the two E's that it should. Experience or expertise. It's mm -hmm. just do you understand or brainwashed by Google's propaganda? Do you have no? a credit card? Exactly. Mm. Okay, next up from Eric Sufert at Eric underscore Sufert on Twitter. He said Google has begun sending rejection notices for ads, exposures, and formats that are not compliant with its new better ads experiences policy. This policy disallows interruptive interstitial ads, among other practices, and it was announced back in July. So you might be getting an email if your ads aren't up to par. And just another wardrobe update here, just by <laughs> the scarf is back, people. It's a blanket now, I'm freezing. Google updated its ad policy requirements this week. It reads in part, quote, advertisers have a responsibility not to promote content or engage in behavior that risks harm to users, employees, 
or the ads ecosystem. I feel like ChatGPT wrote that too. Um, Nicole Farley has more info on that in her search engine land article if you're concerned. How do you define harm? I don't Actually, they have really updated guidelines. What happened, what happened here? Okay, because I would argue that optimized targeting that's auto-enabled for everything adds significant financial harm to anybody that sets it up, anybody that thinks they're doing remarketing, anybody that does anything where it's auto-checked on. That is adding harm, and you should put yourself in jail. Google. <laughs> Okay, and then an update from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter. He tweeted at Ads Liaison. Hello. When looking at the local competitive visits and search terms report, there is being reported significantly more missed local competitive queries on this term than the impression share of the keyword suggests. Does that make sense? First piece of news to me is that this report exists. I don't do a lot of local. Sounds pretty cool. So he has a screenshot that shows the term is blocked out, but it shows the local competitive queries and the local competitor clicks, and it doesn't seem to add up. And Ginny said, this report isn't tied to a specific campaign and doesn't reflect eligibility factors such as negative keywords, budget, etc. It indicates when other ads showed for relevant queries. For example, the same product or service category, similar business type, etc. So sounds like a cool report to dig into and PPC Greg also noted that using this report you can get a rough estimate of your competitors click-through rate in aggregate if you trust mm. it little asterisks there yeah thank you PPC Greg ad exchanger has an article by James Hercher called meet performance max the blackest box of all no, Google the blackest ads. black the box. blackest black box of all Google's ad products this is very much written for people who are not in PPC and aren't familiar with Performance Max, but it does have a couple of gems that I thought I would note. So he talks about like tinfoil hat theories about what the goals are here. And he says two agency buyers says they suspect PMAX over indexes YouTube TV, partly because YouTube TV is undersold. I don't know if I believe that. Like, it's a lot of garbage app traffic, is my guess. Mm -hmm. There's so much what appears to be super low volume, never convert. If it does convert, it's trash conversions. You've seen it. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know if it's YouTube. Too. I don't think they're... Or it, oh, this article also talks about, like, super cheap inventory retargeting <sighs> clicks for things that you've already added to your... Account. 100%. Yep. Um, and branded traffic, of course. Retweet. Another quote here, in September, Google introduced a neat little video ad tool that converts horizontal and long-form videos into vertical shorts. Even if an advertiser explicitly prefers not to run shorts video, short videos ads and doesn't upload the correct creative, Google will also use the tool itself to auto-generate creative for Pmax in the shorts format. So we announced that tool, and I didn't think about you could also use it for Pmax to run shorts ads there. Um, there's also new but that, that's terrible inventory to be fair mm -hmm. this isn't even like just vertical video this is vertical 60 second video unless you're Neil Mohan he goes uh, 61 seconds this is like a super <laughs> short video he's the only person to make a 61 second short he's allowed uh, he runs YouTube but, uh, <laughs> that's what you get when you run YouTube okay another new tip here 
Um, two European brand marketers told Ad Exchanger their Google reps agreed to exclude Gmail from PMAX after their customers threatened GDPR What? Complaints. I missed that part so of the You could article. try that. Wow. Wow. So this is an interesting read just to get like an outsider's perspective, non-industry perspective on Performance Max and what people are saying. Mike Ryan is quoted. It's Check it out. We know him. From Alfred Simon at Alfred Simon on Twitter. Hey, PPC chat. Looks like the option to bid only on new clients is starting to be available for search campaigns. So this is something we've talked about. It's been rumored. We were hoping it was coming, but now he's spotting it in his accounts. I think that's awesome. Chris Ridley has another grim search term report for us from his at C underscore J underscore Ridley account. He says, I miss the days when exact match meant the search term has to exactly match your keyword and phrase match meant the search term had to include your keyword. Running a brand campaign for brands like brands like door deals involves extensive negative keyword lists. And I could just run through the whole thing. They're all close variants that aren't close at all. External wooden doors for sale, buy door, affordable barn doors, exterior doors for sale. You're trying to bid on a brand name. Oak doors clearance. External wooden doors for sale. <laughs> Where's the deal part of that even? Because you can doors? buy it? Yeah. <laughs> what is... That's a deal. I can own this for money? I, w- I, I honestly, I wish all you practitioners that are quiet about all this stuff, you, you have a special place in hell coming for you. PPC practitioner? Yeah. You look at this, and, and I feel like I'm the outsider. Like, I'm the only one talking about this. No, you're not. Chris, Chris and really. me. Yeah. Chris and I. Two, uh, we're both up for Greg I'm going to say that not everyone on Marketing O'Clock thinks you're going to hell if you decide not to talk about yeah. this. I'd say two Speaking out of three. Speaking of apology. <laughs> Bring it back. I'm not going to go off the rails here. Secretly, already went off the rails. We cut all that. Facts or not facts? facts? Facts. True facts. How off the rails did we go? It was really extreme. On a scale of one to ten, the rails are on fire. The rails. <laughs> 2,500. Yeah. Scale of one to ten, 2,500. <laughs> but that's all been cut out because we've got good news from Google. Everybody wants good news from Google. There's now a new Google search status dashboard. So you can see if Google is working on crawling, indexing, and serving. This is all for organic search, and you can see if any of the services are experiencing issues. Thankfully, they did not try to make one of these tools for Google Ads because it would have melted down. Next up in news from Adam DeFrisco, a must-follow on Twitter if you are into Baidu or anything outside of the traditional search engines. He says, somebody on Twitter stumbled across a new GBP design today, and I dove in to see that the only indexed page on Google is the homepage, and it's google.com forward slash local services forward slash pro list, and then there's a query uh, or, or parameter SRC equals one. He said, notice how there are restaurant there are no restaurants, bars, or similar brick and mortar businesses on it. Is Google attempting to split how it serves brick and mortar services or SABs? Pretty interesting. So when you use this, there is nothing that has like a traditional, you just go into it and like get get normal service. It's all like appointment based. It's nothing that's just kind of like open for public, which was Mm. weird. So I don't know if there's anything behind this, but there's no, like he said, there's no restaurants, bars. Anything like that. There is some things like childcare and acupuncture, which I'm assuming you have to have like a 
actual brick and mortar. But I also assume that you don't just like go in there like willy-nilly any time of the day. Anyway, check it out if you want all the notes. Marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter or community.marketingclock.com. All right, from Brian Frieselben at type underscore SEO on Twitter. He says, now seeing used as a filter option in the SERPs with used products available. Brian caught this earlier that it was pre-owned. It's now changed to used with the little leaf. I've seen this live. So if your merchant center has used as the attribute, you will now show up there. Okay, a cool tool alert here, Jess. Mm, cease and desist. Um, you can now maps all your zaps in uh, Zapier. Cease and desist. Where you can see different version iterations of zaps. So you can see what version one was, the changes between one and two or three, uh, which is great if you use Zapier, which is a former advertiser here in 2022 for us. Google is also rolling out a new top products report to the performance reports in Google Business Profiles. So you can add products in numerous ways to your local listing, and there's a new way to track performance in a local search. Every example I saw had like no information in there, but apparently it's going to be top products, and the products are seen by 15 or more people if you're in Google Business Profile. All right, we're going to stay with Adam DeFrisco here at di underscore frisco seo on twitter adam says last week baidu launched the epidemic index for many cities across china what's really interesting is that they're using a search volume on baidu and baidu health is a barometer at a glance we can see what symptoms or medicine most people are searching pretty cool that's cool you can see again by city and all that stuff i couldn't really translate everything if you want more of that, go follow Adam DeFrisco on Twitter, Power Listener of the Show. All right, and Google across the multi-search news, Google's bringing, that's the new Spider-Man coming out, that into the multiverse, <laughs> into the Spider-Verse, it's across Google the across. <laughs> Coming June 2023, my kids are very excited. Anyway, it's bringing its multi-search feature to images and text in India, and it will be supported in English and Hindi coming next year. So that's really cool. It's where you can do image search and text search. All right, spotted by Glenn Gabe, Chrome Web Store Policy has some updates. If you are running affiliate ads and you are not disclosing in your extensions, the fact that you are making money off affiliate ads, you are now going to be in direct violation. And that's for any extension that appends an affiliate code to the URL or replaces an existing affiliate code in the URL without the user's explicit knowledge or related user action. That's pretty overreaching. If you had something and you're going in there and somebody clicks and you're swapping it out, you should be banned anyway. But apparently, I was just thinking like people must have made so much money off of this by like going in and swapping Amazon affiliates with like a nasty extension. Mm -hmm. This overall is a good thing. And obviously you can't replace a promo code without an explicit knowledge or a related user action. So that's all good stuff. Breaking news here, marketing memes resonate the most with younger generations. People seem to like across the board from Gen Z to baby boomers marketing that includes memes overall i mean it's it's a 59 percent average of people that like memes versus 12 percent of people that don't like memes in their marketing 
I thought well, it was like memes about Mark. I did too. No, it's like, you know, Spider-Man meme or whatever. Okay. The Pam, yeah. both, both images are the same or something like that. Also, younger generations like memes more. Oh, duh. Okay. From NordPass.com, <laughs> I've got a list of the top 200 most common passwords. Don't click. I am going to give everybody one chance, and I want to see who can get the top password. Shop your first. Password. Shop you on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and to the Wall Street Journal, and I saw a tweet right before we got in here where Julie Bacini tweeted this and said, CPCs are going up. Love that. Google's YouTube is in talks for the rights to NFL Sunday ticket. CPCs are going up. So right now, DirecTV has it. Last I heard, Apple dropped off, and it was Amazon and Google going at it, and apparently YouTube is the leader at the moment of getting a Sunday ticket. I believe it's $65 for YouTube TV right now, something like that. And then you get to watch all the games? You get to watch all. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be an additional cost. Typically, it's about a $300 cost per year for an NFL ticket. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NFL, I forgot last week due to the clock scares for my picks. You're kidding. Did you just include that story for this reason? For sure. No, I'm talking about CPCs going up. I went two and three the week before. I'm 41, 33, and one on the year. I hate my picks this week. Absolutely hate them. I've got the Browns plus two and a half, the Falcons plus seven and a half, the Chargers minus four. That might have changed because I don't know if Matt Ryan's playing. The Rams plus two and a half, the Cardinals plus six and a half. I'm not going to watch a second of football. It's disgusting. I need to just jump around. I need to finish above 55% for the year. And right now, I'm a little bit above 55%, just making money every week. And that's it in organic. What's happening in social, Jess? What? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. First up, from Matt Navarra, he tweeted a lot of TikTok creators posting Baltimore. about... <laughs> Posting about huge drops in video views for recently published videos, creators are blaming a suspected algorithm update in December. And Voldemort killed people, like a lot of people. We the He's jury's fictional. Out. Jury's <laughs> out. We don't know what people do. He's not like a real person. Matt Navarra brings news to the world. Anyway. <laughs> There's some dissension in the ranks. There was a nice comment that said, could also be that the content is no longer as interesting. Um, but apparently they're actual like real popular creators and they're all saying that they're seeing significant drops, which is really too bad because according to Forbes, 33% of Gen Zers trust TikTok more than doctors, according to a new survey. Great. Smart. One in five Americans reportedly consult TikTok before their doctors when seeking treatment for a health condition, and the same proportion said they trust health influencers more than medical professionals. To be fair, there's lots of bad doctors. There are, and that's one of the reasons. Um, somebody, where is it? Um, yeah, they... 17% said that they turn to influencers to avoid judgment from medical professionals or because they don't have access to I'd argue 17% of doctors know what they're talking about. I don't think checking TikTok first is necessarily a bad thing. I, I, I Google any yeah. problem. Yeah. Who hasn't Googled if you have an ailment, like what it is? Oh, sure. How did the anyone parent yeah. before Google? It's always cancer, too. It's yeah, always, yeah, like always a big C. Yeah. And it does say in here, Ellen Rudolph, who is the founder of Well Theory, said that TikTok is the next WebMD. So I understand this. I just hope that people with real issues, maybe they get a vibe check, and then they're like, okay, I really need to see a medical professional. And I, I hope they're getting the health, got this health lump that they behind need. my ear so someone could... 
sound off in the comments. We're going to move on from Bloomberg. Facebook's meta will devote 20% of costs to the metaverse next year. That's what you did there. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I don't know how to say the word. I don't know which version is correct. Meta's metaverse plans have raised questions from critics. Obviously, I mean, everybody, have we learned nothing from all these post-pandemic shifts when things are evening out and they're just going to continue to invest the same amount in the technology next year that nobody cares about? I thought it was more. I thought it was the same. I thought it was like 16 to 20. Either way, it's not going down, which you would think I, would be going down. No, no. I think they're smart. You do? At this point. Nobody wants a beer anymore. You don't want to be here anymore. We know that. Uh, they are also investing in improving WhatsApp. This is from Meta's own newsroom. They said, we've launched several improvements to calling on WhatsApp in 2022, like 32-person calls, huge improvement, muting, and call links. Other features like an in-call banner notification and colorful waveforms make the experience more seamless than 32 ever. 32-person calls is not an improvement. I agree with you. Yeah. That's a freaking conference call. That's a that is a, a summit panel summit. Yeah. yeah, we don't need that. But I, I guess muting is nice, especially if you got that many people. Mm -hmm. Did that roll out before muting was an option? That's insane. Sticking with WhatsApp, uh, the Adam Masseri of WhatsApp. So the head of it is Will Cathcart. I feel like we've never talked about him before. He tweeted that they have added the option to undo delete for me for those times when you mean to delete for everyone, but accidentally deleted just for yourself. So that's exciting. Uh, Elon Musk's team is seeking new investors for Twitter. He is offering shares of Twitter at the same price that he purchased them for, $54.20. That's amazing. You just buy a car off the lot, you take it, you smash it into a pole, and you're like, hey, who wants to buy part of this car at the same at price the same I price. just bought it off yeah. the lot? The for. smashing into the pole, I didn't know that that's where you were going with that. That's very, very important. A tweet from John Steven Stancil at JSS Tancil or JS Stancil on Twitter says it might be a good idea to find a suspension buddy, someone in your Twitter community that you can contact on another platform in the event that you suddenly get suspended on Twitter. That way they can tell your Twitter community what happened to your Who account. would you contact, Greg? Can't PBC be me. Greg. Oh, okay. PBC Greg. What about me? What are you going to do? I'm across the office. PBC Greg is going to go make a stink for You me. could just get up from your chair and tell me. Who who would you want in your corner? Honestly, you or PBC Greg? It's On just Twitter. shots fired. How are you going to reach out to PBC Greg? You text. Uh, Any other platform? Oh. If I try to Discord you, what's going to happen? I won't see it for a week. Exactly. But the point is, I'm across the office. You could just talk to me, but whatever. That's PBC Greg. Oh. Greg's got to stick together. Speaking of whatever. <laughs> Elon Musk tweeted, should I step down as the head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. It was pretty evenly split, but yes, won at 57.5%. And then he said, I will resign as CEO as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job. That's 15% off. That's not evenly split. I said pretty evenly split. You didn't think people would be like 80% yes, get out of here? We'll get to that. No, because if you're engaging with him. Okay, that's a fair point. Anyway, we found that fool. <laughs> Snooped on. <laughs> he tweeted, this is not evenly split at all. He tweeted, should I run Twitter? And 81% of the people said yes. Apparently, Oscar the Grouch is up for the job, too. So. You know what? I concur. I'll take either at this point. Either of them. Yeah. I like Oscar's attitude. Anyway, there's a little interesting nugget if you want to get into it. Mr. Beast replied to that poll and said, if you're going to keep doing stuff like this, yes, vomit emoji. And tweeted, we'll have the image up. Uh, 
violation of a policy. I'm not sure which it was, but basically you're not allowed to share links to other platforms. They they then deleted that page and then Elon Musk Tuesday night said that I don't care, share what you want. Okay, good. But he also said, I don't care, show my my jet directions and then banned the account that showed his jet directions. So who knows what's happening? Nobody knows what's happening. But Snoop for president, 2023. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, I wanted to do site link extension reporting to see if I was getting conversions from people clicking on the site links. And if you look in Google Ads, it's not really clear, but it was clear in my account from doing the math, that it's reporting based on impression. So it's anyone who's seen that site link, which I feel like doesn't make a lot of sense. So you have to do a lot more work to try to figure out how many people actually click through to the page and converted, which I think is problematic. Jess? Don't take information away from us. If we get like RSA reporting on site links, there's going to be no table here. (laughs) But like make it a separate thing. (laughs) Like I want to know, I just want to, it could be a separate metric. Click conversion. I just don't want RSA reporting on it. I don't either. Okay. That's not what I said. Okay, Jess. Okay. Um, working hard. The new version of Screaming Frog that is out now has a GA4 integration, so you can pull in data at the page level um, from GA, which is great for diagnosing problems, prioritizing redirects, et cetera. Lots of uses for this. Very cool. Craig? All right. Hardly working is me, I'd say. I feel like I've not been 100 on these podcasts. But I did record two Edge of the Web podcasts, so check that out, Edge of the Web Radio. Aaron, Jacob over there, they do a great job. If you want more me, which why would you ever want that, you can go check it out over there. And then we've got some really cool stuff. Two big shows, I think, are going to roll out next week when everybody's dormant. I'm really excited about it, and I will be back to my normal self moving forward. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool gets filed under, what have you been waiting for? GA4. <laughs> Doesn't really. You rhyme four with four. <laughs> yeah. Two different versions of the word. I feel like that counts. And shout out to Chris Long for sharing this update on LinkedIn. He says, at long last, Google Analytics 4 has released the landing page report. This is huge news for SEOs. It is one of the most commonly used reports in search marketing. So for anyone new to the biz, this report delivers metrics uh, based on the page that users enter your site through. I think everybody knows that, but just in case you didn't. This is handy AF, and apparently the people have been asking for it, and Google actually listened Or they were planning on it and just holding out on us. I don't know, but I appreciate that. So if you're like me and you're still fumbling clumsily around in GA4, Chris did the Lord's work with a screenshot and step-by-step instructions of where to find this report. So if you need that, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Dwayne Brown over at TakeSomeRisk.com. He has the 2022 DTC Brand Index with over 900 brands, 30 subcategories, 
a way that you can understand the market, get inspiration that's 100% free. It's takesomerisk.com forward slash DTC dash brand dash index, and you can jump in, see the libraries of a lot of DTC brands, all the ads are running, and hopefully get inspired yourself. Really love it. And sometimes, I know it's not like a super article, but it's everything you need compiled in one location. Thank you, Dwayne. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Jess Bud, what will you be adding this week? I was feeling absolutely dead earlier, and my pump-up jam, which is getting added to the playlist this week, today saved my life, ready to go by the one, the only, Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Jeff? All right, what's your Taylor Swift song? Listen, Limpy Biscuits. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm listening to Christmas music while I'm working. I'm not going to sit here and lie. And I would like respect to be put on the name of Christmas Tree Farm, which Greg Finn smeared during Garbage song. So it's going on the playlist for two weeks until the Christmas season. We're also splitting these playlists up going in 2023. I like it. And we're going to have like a popularity contest of whose lists are better. Mine. Mine. Okay, so what's your amazing song for us? My amazing song is going to get some fire in your loins here. It is called, yes, Special K Placebo. Listen to it. Do some work. Have some fun. And let us know how good of a time you just had. (laughs) Don't listen to Christmas Tree Song. Forget that. It's called Christmas Tree Farm. Farm Song Special K Placebo. Fire in your loins? Seems like you should go to TikTok for a doctor about that. 33% of people do. (laughs) All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. I've been told that the people love Travel Buddies. Everybody loves it. So we'll be playing again. I can't tell you how many messages I get saying, this is the week they're going to get it. I think you can't tell me, and it's zero. <laughs> no, people love this, sh- love this game. Okay. The what? Let's see how we do. Okay, first up, you're going to go on a trip across the world. You're not going to watch TV at all. That's a disclaimer. But you're going with a person, one of two types of people, as a travel buddy. Somebody that likes their favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone, or somebody whose favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone 2. Who are you traveling with? (laughs) The same thing. This is why you stink at this game. I'm not the same same thing. Both Home Alone and Home Alone 2. It's like I watch it, but... It kind of bothers me. Why? What bothers like, you? Like, I, like, wince. Like, ugh. Oh, like the I don't pain. Like to, I don't like to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Wow. I know. I'm a monster. Um, I think the first one is better. The first one's but better, but that's a, homebo- a homebody is a person that, like, like oh, I prefer point. the first one. That's I'm a, a homebody. You want the person that likes the second because you accidentally go to the wrong place yeah. and still have the best time. Yeah, they might know more about like mm. traveling. Okay. 
Tables. You guys final answer? Yeah. You're going with someone that likes Home Alone too? Yeah. Yeah. Tables, final I'm, answer? I'm going to go with that because Consensus? it's the opposite of what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> I like where you're headed. Don't. They love tourism. They go on vacation. Only problem? A former president, Donald Trump, was in there. You may upset some people out on the road. But we're not watching the movie. I know, but there might be a reason. Like, you you might make some enemies some on the way. You can't make movie. enemies, no. all right? Is no. he even credited? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They like cut the scene yeah. out when it's they played did. on TV. Yeah. The thing yeah, is, no, Greg, no, no. we had a I have an completely answer. good answer and you had to that find a reason. I that didn't us find to be a reason. That was on the, the weakest paper. reason. No. That was okay. the weakest Easy. reason no. I've ever Easy. heard. Look, you He's can't. In, you're going to a foreign country. Line. I would say fine if you're in the U.S. In the U.S., you'd be correct. This is not what the game is. All right. Next one. Somebody Since when is that the rule? You were going to a foreign country. You're traveling the globe. It's we're on the is, globe. Think about it next this time, okay? <laughs> Try to get the answer. Yeah, okay. Somebody whose favorite holiday movie is It's a Wonderful Life, or somebody whose favorite holiday movie is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So animated. Yeah. Got the cartoon. The, me and Jess are gonna go head to head. Boris Karloff. I love It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's such a charming film. How can you not shed a tear? Okay. I think you want the Grinch because that person, it's only a 30-minute film. That person's trying to get things done and see the next sight. So Incorrect. Okay. That's actually, I'm okay with that logic. It's a Wonderful Life is really long. And it's like two whole movies. It's like a whole movie before you even know the plot. I've never seen it. With tables, you. you want to add it? Jump I'm going to go with the Grinch. Thank you, tables. But Greg already said we were wrong. So I didn't say you're wrong. The other one. It's exciting. You did. You right pointed at me and said, you're wrong. I'm no, glad it's not, it's not right 30 minutes. It's 25 minutes. <sighs> Okay, so what do you have to say? Is that your final answer? Yeah, the it's Grinch. the group final answer, but the group final answer decided. is incorrect. You need somebody with a longer attention span. I the, like how now we're giving him the, the answer. Grinch stole Christmas okay. is twenty five minutes. It's a Wonderful Life two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. So when you're going on a bus or whatever, or a train to the next tourism stop you're going to have somebody that can sit there and not panic the whole time saying like, oh my gosh, it's been 25 minutes. Am I there yet? No, incorrect. Get out of here. You know what? No okay, next up. Upset. Don't going, give a reason this time and he won't have a reason. We're going deep into this here. Edward Scissorhands <laughs> or Gremlins. That's I've never seen Christmas Gremlins. What, how is it Christmas related? The Gremlins, a Christmas present, right? It's, a, it, it's, it's yeah, given as a gift, I think, yeah. There's no right answer here. There's a right Literally. answer on the paper, so just try to guess that one. There's not. I mean, the gremlins are kind of cute, right? Yeah, until they're angry. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Have you seen both tables? Edward Scissorhands. No, I've only seen gremlins. Oh, wow, we're opposites. So Jess is the only one who can decide. All right, yep. Jess. <laughs> You're deciding for everybody. It doesn't matter what I pick. I'm going Edward Scissorhands. Which okay. is wrong because... You're wrong, Jess. I'm uh -huh. sorry. Uh -huh. I'm sorry because with somebody that's seen the Gremlins, they have much more critical problem-solving skills. <laughs> they see what happens when you put water on no. the little Furbies. Yeah, they're just not going to feed you. They're not going to eat the whole Edward time. What happens at the end? It's just depressing. You lock yourself away. You don't want a recluse on your vacation. It's Gremlins. Do you want any more of these? Or are you done? I, yeah, was, I thought, I thought these more. were easy no, ones these this are... week. <clears throat> okay. Well, Someday he's gonna tell us we're right, and I'm gonna fall out of my chair. Okay. 
Elf. I won't do that one. Elf or Christmas Story. What Their won't you do? Uh, what won't you do? The next one. This is hard because I feel like both of these are good movies that have all I want for Christmas is you syndrome and they're just overplayed. Um, I feel like a Christmas story. You're nostalgic. You appreciate a classic. You hate meatloaf. I feel like the person whose favorite is a Christmas story is making you go to Cleveland. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, in the house. I have no need to go to Cleveland, and it's like in my top ten. You really think Cleveland's nice? Cleveland's not that far from here. No, no, I, I hear there's nice lovely place. people there. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I like Elf. A Christmas Story, I could give or take, but I know that people are gonna. Is Elf in New York City? Mm-hmm. And the North Pole. Okay. Yeah. What if you're going to the North Pole? <laughs> yeah. That could be useful. World Traveler. What do you guys want to do? I'm out of this one. I give up. Let's go right. Elf. Let's go Elf. Elf? <clears throat> Incorrect. The answer was a Christmas story because you have a much more well-rounded um, background. Like, the dad is always swearing. You're probably not going to do stupid stuff like lick a pole like that way. Like, because you've already seen that movie and you've learned so many good lessons if somebody tries to bully you, they'll know what to do because they like what the Christmas story. You're just a much more well-rounded traveler. What You're about come learning home with not stupid to eat souvenirs? Yeah. What about learning not to eat gum off of railings from yeah. Elf? You learn a lot yeah, from Elf. I don't think anybody's ever died from that. All right. So 0 for four. I really thought this week you had it, but it was really close. You didn't Shocking think that. results. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we have some better luck next time, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>